Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha and Other Tales, the podcast where we babysit a cat while recording. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're going to talk about part two of Fateful Night in Togenkyo. 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 Thank you. You should really say these from now on. <laughs> Just where we left off, listeners, I don't know if you remember, uh, Inuyasha died by getting crushed <laughs> by a giant Iron Man. Not Iron Man, but he's a giant guy who's made of iron. He's tough iron skin. What X-Men person does that? I know he looks like the blob, but isn't there somebody who can... Oh, Colossus. Yeah, that's metal, though. Yeah. Oh, I feel like this guy looks like stone. He reminds me more of the thing than... Oh, and yeah, he clobber in times uh, Inuyasha. <laughs> he reminded me, I don't know why I got a Goku vibe from him. This whole thing kind of seemed... Maybe... We're doing boo. Dragon Ball Z, but even better. Is it his hair? No, because Goku has different hair, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a... Are you, are you thinking of Boo from Who's, Dragon Ball? Who is Boo? <laughs> Boo who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you do not have to laugh at that. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is, and it's, it's not Boo. who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Except for the hair, kind of reminds you of the guy. <laughs> big old I see Pac Man on there too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or is that Kirby? I think that's Kirby. Um, I'm an idiot. Okay. Inuyasha, <laughs> after dying, is then wrapped up in some vines, some thorny vines. Roots. The roots of the tree. Yeah. Isn't it? Right? That's what I thought it was that he's going to basically be drained directly into the source because Tokijin realizes that he's half demon half demon blood is really good for demon trees yeah it's just apparently. jackpot all around for this Tokijin guy <laughs> Tokijin and uh, uh, uh oh I do like how they um leave the crater in the floor where he like belly flops on Inuyasha yeah <laughs> If they really wanted to make me laugh, they could have, like, could go make it out of the box. And she sees that and goes, where's Inuyasha? Like, knows immediately that, oh, he's injured somewhere. He did something idiotic. And he's dead. No, but Tokijin wants Inuyasha to struggle. So the thorns will pierce his skin. Feed the tree. And then Inuyasha notices the jar. He says, what have you done with Kagome? And, and then he noticed the extra shards in his belly button. Yeah. Hard not to. <laughs> Informs the villain that there's a girl in his house somewhere. And Which he got super excited about. The tree loves girls even more the younger the better. And he just goes, I'm crushing it today. As he leaves the room. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Tokajin. Meanwhile, our gang inside of the box, they have a plan to break themselves out. It involves Kagome's hairspray. Good thing her backpack shrunk with her. <laughs> well, it's that not. That never would have worked. <laughs> also, we have to assume that she just gets it back after this adventure. Yeah. When all the curses are lifted, they just 
have a line that's like, I guess that also means the men downstairs have returned to normal size as well. That's true. I thought we were going to get a shot of that, of all of them like lying on each other, like, get off of me, in the middle of sand and broken houses. Yeah, her backpack probably was among yeah. them. Who's this backpack? I don't know. So they put her hairspray, <laughs> her Aquanet, <laughs> under Three a giant... Three cans of it. Under a giant it. rock, where Shippo uses Foxfire to explode them. Yeah. Way to Shippo. Go Shippo. Which then Moroku uses his wind tunnel to pull the rock even faster as it comes right towards Kagome's face and he dives on top of her to get her out of the way. I know, and she's just like, yay, it's working. It's coming right at me, but I'm not scared. I'm starting to think this Kagome girl isn't very bright. Uh, not, not her brightest at that moment. So, But it works. It knocks a hole in the side of the wall which they can all crawl out of but before they can do that Tokajin comes and picks up Kagome oh yeah I think that's why I wrote creepy because uh, all you see is this big old eye and this hand yep but she's not scared of him she just shit talks him until he crushes her to sleep that's Kagome <laughs> yep. and Shippo and Moroku sneak out yes and a lot of the action here happens off screen where I guess they snuck somehow into Kagome's clothes when she was returned to normal size, but then Tokajin disrobes her and puts her in a giant broth. And then where we join him again... See, I imagined it was like a bath, because he was complaining about how dirty she was. Oh, that's probably he right, then. He had a huge dirt phobia. Yeah. He's he didn't like, like how dirty uh, she was. I don't want to work, because I'll get dirty, and then... He was like, oh, now I've got dirt on my hands from this dirty girl. I thought it was like a, um, like a marinade kind of thing, because she wakes up with, like, what smells so sweet, kind of. And she was going to sit there and kind of baste for eight hours <laughs> so that she was extra delicious when you fed her to the tree. But you know what? You're well, probably right. She's that because she got basted, I guess, and when they were bringing back uh, Kikyo. Oh, yeah. Starting to think she shouldn't come back to ancient Japan anymore. <laughs> Keeps getting disrobed and thrown into a bath by a weirdo. We'll go with that. He's cleaning her up because he just tosses her clothes like garbage into the corner of the room, making Inuyasha think that she's dead. Because then all he does is brag about how they'll meet again in his stomach when he eats them both. But luckily, Moroku's there. He says, I'll try my wind tunnel. I don't know. But he ends up collapsing the room and freeing Inuyasha. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't enough where big guy... <laughs> I have no nice name to call him. Uh, notices Moroku. Like, he thinks it's all Inuyasha struggling. Yeah. He doesn't even go, what's... <laughs> Where's all that wind coming from? Oh no, I'm dead. But then later in the episode, Maroku's like, yeah, this size, my wind tunnel won't do any good. And then he doesn't use it. Yeah, I, I found think that later. Weird. Found that it, very strange. It helped a little bit with Inuyasha. It helped a lot. <laughs> it pulled the ceiling down. Maybe that was Inuyasha. I guess it could have been. Maybe he just needed that little oh, tiny bit of help. Alright. So then, Maroku and Shippo are like, Inuyasha! Kagome's in the basement. And they don't say she's alive and nude. <laughs> by the way, 
even though you know he grabs he clearly grabs both of them because they're in the next scene he just rushes headlong down there we see that she's basting with a bunch of turnips <laughs> and he bursts in there and then she stands up and I think because he's human it affected him more than it normally does well he's also lost a lot of blood <laughs> <laughs> so then all of it rushed out of his head and made him weak. <laughs> so he fell to his knees. But this isn't the first eyeful he's gotten. Yeah, but he's never reacted like this. No, he's usually, usually like, she hits him right away. Yes. And usually he's like, you ain't got nothing that I'm interested in. But now he's like, oh, oh my God, a pretty girl. <laughs> and, uh, yep, he fell down. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy she didn't hit him because that would have reduced the dramatic well, nature of the scene. Yeah, and it wasn't. He wasn't. He was trying to save her. Yeah. I think she knew. He wasn't like he was peeping. Yeah, but I mean, mostly in anime, they get hit anyway, even though it's an accident or because <laughs> he was worried last time too and didn't know it was a monkey. What was it last oh, time? Oh yeah, it was the time she and Sango were bathing together, right? Yeah. Inuyasha just offers her his horrible fire rat suit. <laughs> Covered in blood. <laughs> and collapses. And then she snuggles with him, feeling really bad. <laughs> Maroka's like, by the way, we're here too. So sorry. <laughs> and she gets embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, she screams waking up the villain. He's like, I'm going to find you. Although she does really tie his little kimono top real cute. Yeah, she made it into a cute little outfit that... Mm -hmm covered everything it needed to it's almost mm -hmm. like i think this was i mentioned this a while ago it's like she gets a new costume she looks a little different because this is on the is it on the yeah, cover of yours I, think it is. And I was like why does she look like that i was thinking like her dark side gets awakened or something like that and she's <laughs> like evil kagome maybe that happens later but for now <laughs> that just happens uh so they go into the the room with the garden, and things look pretty bleak. So Kagome picks up a bow and arrow and says, "Geez, just gonna have to protect everybody until daybreak." They get up. Uh, they get out to the tree, right? Yeah, they go out to the tree and they look at the cliff. And it's like, "Well, I can't jump." And Inuyasha is about to suggest that she escapes on her own. She goes, don't even think about it. We're in this together, friendo. <laughs> and that's when a creepy old man in a flower pot talks to him. <laughs> and, uh, I know I'm doing the bulk of the talking because I think you hate these episodes. <laughs> but now you get to talk about the flashback when he's not a fat man. <laughs> he's just a lazy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just wants something to eat and he finds a jewel shard and he can't eat it so he throws it into a tree and the tree speaks to him he says ah you want to be a sage feed me sages and I'll make you a sage seems counterintuitive so he's like okay and then just really dives into eating that fruit and becomes overweight almost immediately. Yeah. What, they said this happened like a month ago? Yeah, they do give a time <laughs> period. I can't remember. But, yeah. So, apparently, 
cumin-faced fruit is incredibly high in calories. It's incredibly addictive as well because you immediately become a slave to the tree. Yeah, that's true. true, true. Although this guy started acting on his own, I think, once he got a jewel shard. Yeah, I I think he was kind of an asshole anyway. Yep, just a real dick. But the old man also says that um, he was training him to become a sage. And just things went bad. It's always an apprentice that goes bad in all of these adventure shows. You shouldn't have let him sleep next to a giant (laughs) human-faced fruit tree, first of all. Yeah, there was, like, no science earlier than this that he was, like, lazy. This is a kaijimbo problem all over again. (laughs) Wasn't really into this whole sage thing. I read in the manga that, that shows how he got turned into a flower that Tokajin chopped off his arms and his legs and turned him into fertilizer. And he grew out of a flower? Yeah. Because in this one they just say, like, well, he didn't want to kill me because I know how to make the potion. Yeah, the fruit of longevity potion. Because you can't just, I guess, eat the fruit of longevity. You have to make it into a potion. Yep. And so I guess that's what... Tokajin's been trying to do with all these barrels that are around the tree. Yep. He's distilling the turnip into turnip juice. But, um, a poor imitation yeah. of longevity potion, and apparently. To- yeah, and Tokajin does arrive at this point, and he's all hardened, clobber in time style. Iron? I guess it's iron. <laughs> Well, let's just call it stone from now on, then. (laughs) The the vines. He uses a vine attack from his staff. Which, by the way, I think I forgot to mention in the previous episode, he deflects the uh, wind scar from the Oh, yeah, doesn't he, like, turn it into, like, flowers or something? I think he just deflects the wind with flowers. Somehow. This guy seems super powerful, but... I don't don't understand how, but... (laughs) It's fine. He's a weirdo. <laughs> you just you hate him so much. I, I just I do. But Inuyasha says he understands him, and just understands his desire to be powerful, but that using humans to do it is unforgivable. And he throws a giant pot <laughs> at his face. Apparently, there's a line. <laughs> yep. And he uh, tries to grab the shards, but gets punched in the head. Yeah, I knocked into more barrels yeah, that the, break open. And just to show that Inuyasha is a good person, when he is told to drink the potion to heal his wounds, he refuses to do it because it's gross. And he wants no part of this this weird blood magic. And Moroku refuses to help. Oh yeah, that's what Moroku is like, well... I'm too small for my wind tunnel to do anything, even though it helped Inuyasha before. <laughs> you're, you're doing great, Kagome. Keep it up. Kagome uh, tries to fire a sacred arrow, but the bow breaks. Uh, I wrote, you should have just shot the damn arrow instead of talking so much. <laughs> I think she was lecturing. But then Inuyasha stabs him in the eye with a thorn. Yeah. A way to go, Inuyasha, with... Uh, that's what they that's what they tell you go for the eyes or the groin go for the eyes the groin 
soil yourself. I remember that being... Inuyasha doesn't do that, though. Instead, the old man, recognizing the power of the sacred bow, turns into a bow himself. I guess that's a thing that happens in Japan. You can just do that. It's a pretty bow. Yep. It's one shot, though. It's like Better a derringer. Than, yeah. <laughs> Better than Shippo's bow. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <His> snail bow. <laughs> but, I don't know, like, he should have really just been the new permanent bow. Whatever. Yeah, that would have been cool. But it's the last thing he does to say sorry for training this madman and unleashing him upon the world. <laughs> Tokijin's gonna kill Inuyasha by strangling him against the tree. Kagome fires through his back right at the jewel shards, but it sends the jewel shards into the tree. Yeah. Oops. At least they're out of the belly button. Yep, they're out of his gross, fat belly. And Tokajin goes to kill Kagome, and Iyasha barrels into him, and they fall off a cliff. The last part of this episode, I think, is better. Really? All of this stuff where they're falling in freefall? Oh, you mean just where Tokajin's out of the picture because he gets crushed by vines in a couple of scenes? And Inuyasha, even though he's human, he saves Kagome from being trampled. Yeah, he gets really noble. Sort of and, like he did in Mystery of the New Moon. falls to his death knowing it's not quite done yet. But... As long as she's alive, he'll be mm -hmm. cool with it. Yep, they accept their death. But because the shards went into the tree, the vines come through the wall, grab them both, crushes Tokajin... So he can be mobile, I guess, is what he says. He can yeah, walk around as a human. Uh, but he's, like, not. He's still, like, vines. He's just covered in, like, roots. Why would you need a human form to do that? So whatever. I don't understand. Just, yeah. He also brings the vines down to them. And he has Inuyasha, and he's going to absorb him as well. But he does it too late because the sun rises. And he cast a monologue a little. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to crush Inuyasha, but Inuyasha breaks free, uses the wind scar. It works! Why did he get Tetsaiga back? Yeah, I think he just had it. <laughs> when they went into the um, the uh, weapon room, I guess he grabbed it then. But he's also <laughs> been doing all of this without, of his, without his fire rat suit. He had his parachute pants. Yeah. You know what's extra noble about this? I realized the second time I watched it. Um, he gets the jewel shards after he kills the tree. And he could have just run off with those. But he goes back up to his friends. Can't he be super powerful with those three things? You can just put them in his forehead and be super awesome. Inuyasha? Yeah. Huh. That he was over that. He always gives them to Kagome. Yeah, because he likes her. That's what I'm saying. He used... Now he... Now he's, Maybe he's just waiting for it to become whole. So he can wish on it? Take it. But he can but he's always like, give me those jewel shards to Moroku and stuff. Well I then I guess he As before. When they were collecting them to reform the jewel. All I'm saying is he had a perfect opportunity to like fake his death. It's like I have the jewel shards. See ya. And then all he had to do is wait for Kagome to get super sad and then leave. Go back to her own time and She's not a jewel tracker anymore. I mean, I can just, How's he going to find more? He can just beat up demons he's who only have one. He's happy with three? No, he's going to beat up other demons and How's take them. He's going to beat up 
Okay, and then like eventually you get to that. Hundred. <laughs> well, he's gonna seduce Kikio, first of all, <laughs> because that's possible. Second, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Last time he tried that, she pulled a knife on him. She did. She held a knife <laughs> to his throat when he tried to smooch her. He'll reawaken the soul carrier so that she's weak. Oh. Everyone thinks he's dead, and Shippo was so upset. Yeah, he started crying. So upset. But he was also really defeatist about it because Kagome says, no, he's alive. No, he's dead. It was so long before the sun rose. (laughs) And Maroku's all like, we just, you know, need to honor his sacrifice. Didn't seem all broken up about it. It was just sort of being... Yeah, Kagome's mine now, he thinks. Um, I have to comfort Kagome. Got to see those bits earlier. (laughs) (laughs) When I was tiny. Oh, yeah, I guess they returned to normal size, so they assumed downstairs the other men returned to normal Uh, size as well. The tree is dead. um, And they're doing, I guess it's an 80s film convention where they think a character's dead so that they all reveal what they really felt about him like oh i can't believe he's gone and he was hey guys who are we talking about <laughs> ah, nothing <laughs> nothing at all and they're all calling him stupid yeah they're doing the opposite they're just, he was such a stupid idiot <laughs> <laughs> risked his life for no reason he died foolishly and he comes up behind him and says idiot huh and two of them are happy and then kagome's upset he was foolish. And we end on an argument. Yeah. And, and then we just end. Well, she sits him. And then, oh, yeah. And then Shippo, <laughs> I think, says he's dead. <laughs> dun, no, dun, dun, dun. It. There. I talked fast during this one because <laughs> to make sure we didn't have to linger on you imagining a fat guy. <laughs> that was this episode, Fateful Night in Togenkyo. Parts one and two. Lindsay, will this make your top three? Top? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> no. Bottom? Maybe. Really? Yeah, we'll see. Oh. Um, right now going season three? We're not very far in, but... No. It's definitely in the bottom. I like this more than the Shippo episode. I like the Shippo episode. <laughs> that is this one. insane. But I even know your though, threshold for things now. Yeah. Even though Sango was body shaming that poor lizard in the oh, Shippo n- episode. Now you're getting higher roading about <laughs> body shaming people. It was a lizard. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. Ooh. Lindsay rolled her eyes for the listeners. Yeah, like all the way. <laughs> those those burned discs you gave me, they stopped doing the next time on Inuyasha. Oh. I don't know if that's the same for every episode, but the last few have not had them. Huh. So if I want to listen to them in English, I just have to go back to the ones I bought and switch the audio. I think I'll have to start doing that. Yep. How much longer are they going to be in English for, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Well, I've, it looks like it's back to Sango and what Sango's doing in the meantime kind of episode. Oh, it's like a like a blackout episode when Friends and Carolina in the City uh, had that New York blackout. And they all happened at the same time. 
Or I guess, you know, the TGIF night where all of the shows were in 3D. And you had special 3D glasses. Remember that one? Oh. It was like Home Improvement and Family Matters. Family Matters was in its final season, I believe. And they did a 3D episode. But a lot of them were just like, eh, the, uh, the closing credits are 3D and that's it. Because we filmed these a while ago. Home Improvements was the best because it was the um, the tool time segment was in 3D. Aww. And they were like pushing tools towards the camera and stuff. <laughs> and I think in Family Matters, Urkel fired a cannon at the screen. That was crazy looking. And Coach, I think, was the other show that also... Coach. Yeah. But yeah, cue <laughs> up your DVDs, get your 3D glasses... Check that out. So this is happening at the same time, then. The Sango episode. Yeah. It sounded like Moroku was narrating it. Yeah, Naroku... Naroku... Yeah, who are you, me? Was in the... The bumper? Yeah. And it sounded like he was hitting on it. it was just him. He was... There's... She takes two sisters under her wing who want to be demon slayer apprentices. That does sound kind of boring. Yeah. I don't... I kind of... In my memory, th- these are ones I'm not super, super familiar with. But in my memory, I'm just kind of like, meh. I think the sisters end up being annoying. We'll see. Maraku, of course, you know, just wants to hit on girls. So. Yeah, he does. He certainly does. Maybe this is why I'm still sour on Songo. Yeah, how is your memory doing? Like, what was your memory of these two episodes? Um, I remember the shrinking box, and I remember hating the ogre. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I remember not... I think I've only seen this arc once, and that might have been when Cartoon Network was... or Toonami was airing it. Yep. What's the next episode you're looking forward to? Just looking ahead. When's Koga come back? I know. He pops up sporadically. Um, there is an arc that should be in this season that I'm looking forward to. There is also, of course, my boyfriend's arc, which I don't, I think we're still a few seasons away. A few seasons? Sheesh. Maybe uh, one or two. And then there's... I'm looking forward to a, a Kikyo part. Oh, great. Where uh, someone from her past. Oh, interesting. But I don't remember what season that is. If it's not this one, I'm pretty sure it's next. We don't have, we don't have too long to wait for the movie. Yeah, just like 90, right? Yeah, it's not too far from now. Yeah, and I remember really liking... <laughs> I, re- I really like the second movie, so I'm looking forward to, to watching that again. Yep. So it's not all bad. Come on. It's not. This it's... is like the phase three of Inuyasha. <laughs> and I remember season two... I didn't like a lot of those beginning episodes either, did I? I was kind of meh till Koga came in. Yep. 
Yeah. Maybe that's how all their seasons are. Is they just kind of have these random little baby arcs, and then they got the real meat of the story. Perhaps. Yep. And so you like this? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't. I thought it was uh, good mystical fun. <laughs> they were on a crazy adventure, getting shrunk. This episode had a lot of cool stuff in it. And a giant fat man. And who, who was creepy. Pretty much no Songo. No Songo. Well, we got plenty of Songo in the previous episode, which I also like. But I think the previous one was my favorite. Uh, not part one of this, but Temptress in the Mist. Yeah, so far... Because so awesome. It was pretty great in that. And the sexual tension was just <laughs> thick as fog. <laughs> they had be in their collars for each other. Roku uh, just doesn't know about atmosphere. <laughs> mood, mood, mood. <laughs> right, well, thanks for listening, listeners. I guess I'll leave you on that note. Get a bee in your collar for your partner, cuddle up close, put on some Inuyasha, and have yourselves a fateful night in Tugenkyo. Right, Lindsay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> she stopped listening. <laughs> two, two words into that. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Lindsay, take us out. See, baby, love, shoot it out.